Welcome back to our hyphen with Sherelle and Shade. What exactly does our hyphen represent, you may ask? The hyphen is the punctuation that is used to separate your date of birth and your date of transition from this life to the next. It's reflective of your journey. Our hyphen is inclusive of good times, challenging times, moments of reflection, moments of realization, laughter, tears, all of the things that we experience as we journey through life. These are the conversations we started in 2020 on the living room sofa that led to some of the most transformational experiences of our lives. This is a judgment-free zone. Because every day we are growing and evolving. Your Your life, life, your hyphen. Welcome back to our hyphen with Sherelle and Sade. Again, I want to We want to thank you guys for all of your support, for your love. We ask that you do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out. We're on IG and Facebook. And we want to say happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays. Be thankful for what you have. Count your blessings. We all worry about getting rich, but get rich off of just counting your blessings. Today, we're going to have an episode of a little Q&A from or with our producer, so whenever he's ready, we are ready. Tune to me. What's up, y'all? Let me find my button. There we go. All right. So what we got for you today is I found this list of like 20 questions to help you get to know somebody. We're probably not going to get through them all, for real. Um, uh-uh. Say what you said at first, because no one knows. Yeah, yeah. No, knowing y'all. We get to talking. We might get through about five, and y'all, y'all just going to start chatting it up. But that's, that's all good. You know, me, what I've experienced. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so, you got to put that disclaimer in right. there because people They'll generalize it and think you talking about everybody. That's it. So, but no, we'll, we'll get into uh, some of the lighter ones. Um, this is one of my favorite questions, especially to ask like in a group. So what's, what's your go-to karaoke song? If you if you had to, it's a live or die situation and you, you got to get up on stage and sing something. What are we singing? Oh my God! You asked a music lover that question. This yeah. is giving me anxiety. Oh, me too. But well, can I go first? Yeah, please do. Love in the club part two. Oh my God! Featuring Usher with Usher, Beyonce, and Lil Wayne. Let me sing a little bit. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, help me. What is a song that when it come on? DMX. Oh my God! R.I.P. Got him on my side. How you doing? On my side. How's it going, Dan? No, I don't think that's my karaoke song. Though, would be my karaoke. It would be. It would probably be like a Tony Braxton song. Just be a man about mm. it. What the hell do you get on? Telling me your mama <laughs> said. Your mama said, said what? Your mama don't Tell your know mama me. since she knows it all. Oh, <laughs> that's it, Tony. Okay. Just be a man about it. Respect. Mm. All right. Word. Let's get to the next one. We got. All right. What would a what's a perfect day look like to you? What's your favorite activities and elements of your of your routine? Perfect day. I would say the biggest thing for me is being in control of my time. Uh, I'm a creative at heart, so I'm inspired by different things throughout my day. So whereas one, you know, some days I wake up and I just want to spend some time laying in bed and just thinking and um, maybe reading or journaling. Then other days I might want to get up. And go sit by the water and journal there or read there or work on something related to business or, you know, it just, it, 
I like the freedom to go with the flow of any given day. So the biggest thing for me would be just having control of my day, like control of my time. That's been a big thing for me lately. I'm going to say for me, waking up, waking up, not buying a long clock. Oh, yeah. And I would say mentoring to children. Mm-hmm. That would be my perfect, after mentoring the children, then I would have to go to the bar. And not just to drink, but to just unwind, watch sports, um, and to have conversations with the people at the bar. Bingo. You know, I, I guess just being a social butterfly. Um, I feel like lives merge at the bar. Like, everybody come there for a different reason. Like, we go there just like you said to get a good drink, eat some chicken wings, and watch the game. People come because they stressed out. Like we've had people at the bar say, "Yo, I had so much on me, but talking to you has helped me." Yeah. This journey. Here we go. I'm getting off course. <laughs> but no, <laughs> this journey. It has taught me to have a different respect for the bar mm-hmm. because yep. in the beginning, yep. before this, I'm gonna say five years ago. As soon as someone said, "I'm going to the bar." But you going to the bar for you, you going to meet people right. and flirt and I mean we should do something that something. <laughs> but for the most part, we are there like literally watching the game, asking questions about the game, right? Engaging mm-hmm. with people and being that I'm gonna say sounding board, and it's not a negative environment, but I'm gonna say a sounding vo- board for other people mm-hmm. because you you see when you go to a bar, some people just at the bar sitting like this. Yep. And by the time we get there, because it was one guy, I don't even think his t- one of his cheeks had sat in the seat. And you had started, remember? Yeah. And you had started talking. And for real, by the middle of the night, he had the biggest joker smile. Yep. You know, and he was not being disrespectful. He wasn't being nasty, anything. Then next thing you know, he was like, he was basically throwing drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have a different respect for the bar. Yep. And I a lot of times we've been there, like, talking amongst ourselves. And, like, we'll see them start to, like... Stare. Or, like, laugh in a way that you know they're trying to, like, show us that they listen. And we're like, what you all they laughing at? And they're like, nah, y'all funny. And y'all da-da-da. And then we start talking and learn something about their lives. They learn something about us. It's it's just... I agree with you. Just like today. While waiting, you know, to do this. One guy came to me. You know, I get my Miss Too Much drink. Mm-hmm. My vodka Shake my pineapple, shake my orange juice, splash a blue carousel. And the guy just came from sitting beside a lady. He was very respectful. He was like, what are you drinking? Mm -hmm. And I told him, and the bartender was like, what is it called? And she was like, hey, what's your name? And she was like, well, that's what it's called. And I feel like at the bar, race don't matter, ethnicity Mm -hmm. don't matter, status don't matter. So that's my day. We've literally had people at the bar that haven't said a word to us and the waitress would be like, those it'll be older white guys like people you don't even think paying attention to us they want to buy y'all a drink like let me know what y'all drinking they already got it they paid for it and like you said it's like at the bar nothing like that matters i need a job they need to create a job to go to the bar and be a motivational force we do it we just pay for our drinks i'm just saying i need to get paid on it (laughs) it's called a bartender (laughs) that's some real stuff (laughs) i think they got that I don't want to do no work, though. I want to be served, too. That's fair. All right, what about, let's get into some travel. If you could go anywhere, where would you go and why? Italy. I want to go everywhere, but Italy has been high on my list. I just feel like it's a very, um, 
it's it feels like mature. It feels like it's one of those things that make you feel like, all right, I made it. I didn't did something in life. So Italy is high on my list. But I wanna I wanna go a little bit everywhere. I wanna go. I'm I'm gonna have to split. I wanna go to Hawaii. And Greece. Because I wanna learn how to do what? To right. work my hips. Mm-hmm. You know, in Hawaii, they do them them ladies can work it. Mm-hmm. And then a part of me wants to go experience Alaska. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Alaska too. That's where we're supposed to be going next year for my line sister, my, me and my line sister. But I don't see how that's gonna work because we all cold nature. So I want to go to Alaska when a couple of days before it gets dark for that mm-hmm. six months, and then I want to experience that darkness. And I want to go moose hunting. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Even though I'm not gonna shoot the gun, I'm just gonna go out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Moose. Fair enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Moose hunting. I wasn't expecting that one. Yes. Um, let's see. All right. How about when, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I'll tell you a story. <laughs> I always wanted to be a mortician. Um, as I always say, I was the, it was no children in my community. Or if it was, I was just a loner. And I would sit out and just connect with nature. I would sit on the side. It was We had the little, the square blocks for on my sidewalk. And I would sit on there and have funerals for the, for some reason, the birds would come. I don't know if they hit the window on the, or whatever, and they would just die in our yard. And I would have a funeral for them. So I always knew that I wanted to be a mortician. I'm going to tell y'all a funny story. Do you remember Zany Brainy? Tim, you remember Zany Brainy? Nope. KB Toys. Negative. What the heck is going on? <laughs> it was a toy store. I remember KB Toys. So we had a store named Zany Brainy, and I got this red cash register. And so I used to literally like get my grandma's canned goods out and like ring people up at, at the cash register. And then when they had the JCPenney Big Book that came out for Christmas, like I used to create lists and then add it all up and like do the transactions. And I remember telling my family, like, oh, my God, like, I want to be a cashier when I grow up. And I was like, especially around the holiday time, because you make so much money. And like the room grew silent. And it was like, you know, you don't get to keep the money. <laughs> you don't get to keep the money that you make. You make a set rate. You happy for and, making it come? I mean, I thought I was going to make a killing. <laughs> but I, I wanted to be a cashier when I was younger. In alignment, one of my goals is to learn. I've never operated a cash register. Really? I want to learn how to operate one. I like it, but my struggle is like having to interact with people all day. You don't. I mean, I like people, but I just... See, I talk so much to people been done talked all the money out of my cash mm. register. For real, you know me. I We talking. I've been done handed call, call $22 the back and they only get $2 back. See, I wanted to be a cashier. Alright. <laughs> cashier. I like it. How about... Uh, what's, what's a skill that you'd like to learn? Maybe something that you... Just have never tried before, but uh, you know, just something you want to learn. Is a foreign language a skill? That's not a skill. No, I, no, I wouldn't consider it a skill. A skill. Uh, to read a man's mind. Yeah, we talk about magic. You talking about skill? That's like <laughs> Charlie Wilson said, "I can do, do magic." magic. <laughs> I would love to be in a man's man, especially a man that I'm interested in. Yeah, what you ask for? Lord, give it to me. I think I I want to learn how to apply a full face of makeup. 
I, in my mind, that's something as a female, as a woman, I should know how to do. But I don't wear makeup, so I've never really taken interest in learning how to do it. But it's something I want to know how to do. And and for me, I want to learn how to skin a deer. So. Okay. <laughs> so follow up to that. What what's keeping you from doing that? From from learning that skill? Me? Yeah, by both of y'all. Um, I don't have anyone to teach me to ha that has the patience to teach me because if you know a hunter, they are serious about that that skill. They are serious. They don't. But they still have patience. Not the ones I know. The ones I know, you cannot wash with anything before you go hunting. Basically, you got to smell like the night before. You can't talk in the woods. You can't take your phone in the woods. You really can't move. You damn, you barely can breathe in the woods. Aww. So you have that experience of someone being patient with you. It was so patient. But I, I would love to learn how to skin a deer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can assume how to do it. Cut the. You will, yeah. You you could figure it out. Yeah. I mean, if I don't do nothing but just cut around the neck and just strip down, but I want to learn how to do it properly and how to determine which, like, to cut up, to cut it up. What I did learn is that they do gut the deer in the woods. I don't know why in my mind, like, once you kill a deer, you drag it out the woods. And, oh, that's what but I'm No, saying. they gut it in the, they get the organs and stuff out in the woods because it's lighter to tote. And then they. So they strip, cut it down the stomach. Mm-hmm. And then pull, like, just cut. I don't know the process from there. I didn't see it happen, but he explained that they gut them in the woods. Because, you know, they had their pocket knives and all that stuff with them. So they, like, actually get the organs and all that stuff out of them in the woods. I'm pretty sure, where just assuming that would be a mess. I don't know. Because don't... if the blood is still running warm in the body, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's not pumping like that, but it's, it's it hasn't coagulated. Right. That's a mess. I don't know. But you know, men, they what we see as a mess, they probably think is like, oh my God, this is awesome. Blood everywhere. <laughs> good one. We got a good one, guys. So yeah, I didn't know that at first. What's stopping me is I don't prioritize it because it's not something I'm interested in. It's just something like when I see other people doing it or when I see somebody that has a beautiful face and makeup, I'm like, dang, I wouldn't even know where to start. So it's one of the things I just acknowledge in passing. It's not something that I like think about all the time. Got you. Okay. What is an activity that instantly calms you? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Two things came to mind. Three things came to mind. <gasps> what Jamie Foxx said. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. On my mind. Um... I'm going to say... Don't be political. I'm not. I'm going to have to say Dublin. Great answer. That is not your first answer, but I'm going to let you have it. You damn liar. Dublin mixed with, with truth. <laughs> sex. How about to say that? <laughs> Dublin, it's, it's wine, but yeah. A, a nice, warm chest to lay up on. Instantly. Anxiety. Yeah, and, and let me say, let me back up. It it's does a good not conversation. It does not have to be sex. I just need that yes. that physical touch. I need the romance because we don't have to a have a masculine man that. Yeah, golly, have mercy, make me want it. Woo. 
And you can feel with his embrace. What? Mm, with his embrace, it's just like it just. Mm. Next question, please. See, Tim, you done started something. Why? Why do you think that is? <laughs> why do I think that is? I think I it naturally. I'm a very. I tend. I can be dominant, and so when I find somebody that like can out. Is out dumb. What am I trying to say? Like when I find somebody that's like makes you feel secure. Yes. Yeah. Mine is it helps me to tap. I feel like I've never tapped into my feminine side. So for a man to put his arms around me and can have an effective conversation, I swear it makes me feel like a freaking baby. And when they had those little nicknames for you, like that make you feel like small and little and and don't kiss me on the ear. On my I'm, forehead. I'm going to sleep. Aww. Oh, my God. I don't got this sweating. <laughs> there you go. All right. What is, <laughs> what's something most people don't know about you? That I'm an introvert. Easy. Mmm. I was going to say... Do you know it about you? I do, but I feel like I've changed from that. But I have not been in a... Re- I'm going to say I'm not bossy, but I like things... I'm spoiled. I like things my way. But I ha- I feel like I've changed from that, but I have never been in a relationship. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think some people... Some people will be surprised to know that about me too. Like previously, I have been very like almost militant in a way, but I've you know been in certain situations now where I have seen like, oh, okay, in the right condition, you do have the ability to like let that guard down and be loving and yeah, I agree. So hold on, it was one more thing I had tapping into my feminine side, taking charge. Oh, I'm OCD. Like, my towels have to be folded. Dwashcloths have to be folded a certain way. I have my shirts, dresses, everything lined up in my closet a particular way. So I said, I'm OCD. I got mine color-coded. And color-coded, like, material-coded in a way. Like, yeah. So why <clears throat> why don't you let people know about that stuff? Like, is that like an insecurity? You just you feel like it just like shows a weakness if you let them see that side of you? I feel as far as taking charge or being spoiled, that could be a turnoff. A man don't want a boss. I feel a man don't want a bossy woman. Okay, I was thinking about something else. Because <laughs> I had something to add to it. Oh, go ahead. I think people see my, like, people think I'm rich for some reason. I just be having poor spending habits sometimes. I be spending a whole bunch of damn money. <laughs> So that's something I've had because I was spoiled as a child. Like I've had to learn how to manage money. I ain't always know how to. I'm still learning. But people like, uh, like when people call you big money, I be like, mm. I just be spending. You I just it enjoy, though. <laughs> I be like, yeah, I just be enjoying life. Like I don't, I don't take life too seriously in that way. You know what I mean? Like people are thinking I got a million dollars in the. Okay, it's the getting there, holler, but you know, boy, I could make a penny holler. Hmm. <laughs> no. I'm irresponsible sometimes with money. Still, I went. I done been to Ulta 
two or three days this week. So many perfumes. Why? You answer that question. Why? Because I got it. Like, but that don't mean I need to spend it on that. But I'm like, life is short and ain't nothing going without being taken care of. So why not? But I think that's the biggest one. Okay. Yeah, I'll be... Fair enough. I feel, I feel like we could talk about that all day. So I got I got loads of follow up questions. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to ask one. So, if if that's something that nobody knows about you, we we talk about relationships a lot on the show. Uh-huh. Wouldn't being showing your authentic self in the beginning of a relationship likely lead to more long term positive relationship? I think because. <clears throat> I think I've had experiences where men have known like what I did for work and they took that and ran with it instead of like I tell people all the time, I'll say I'm still building. Like I am still learning more and more about managing money, about uh, saving, investing. Like I'm not like I have not reached the pinnacle of success when it comes to that. And I think sometimes if people would just, like, have those conversations, like, I'm open to those conversations. I'd be the first to tell you, like, I ain't got it all figured out. But I think sometimes men see how I carry myself, the things that I do, some of the things that I have, and it makes them say, oh, hold on. Like, this girl might be too much for me. Um, Instead of, like, we have a conversation about it. Do you feel like that happens or has that happened? I'm giving grace here because I don't want to assume Okay. <laughs> a lot of times what happens with me is like people will circle back later and like we can have a more honest conversation for whatever reason. They're like, well, I felt like, like I've had a man tell me I was too goal oriented and I was like, make it make sense. Yeah. But okay. Leave that guy alone. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And see, for too me, bad. I think it's a turn off from men because they say I'm too frugal. But then once we are, once we're out of that relationship or once that relationship they is over. It. Right. Mm-hmm. they appreciate that fact and they'll come back and ask questions mm-hmm. but I mean my journey has caused me to be frugal mm-hmm. but I mean now don't get me wrong 2020 we was outside baby sh- swipe swipe spooky, spooky, let spooky, me tell spooky, you something spooky. the credit card company my credit card company blocked my card I've had that happen too is this you yes let me continue please you holding stuff up here yeah I've had an experience too so well there you go what is something you could talk about for 30 minutes with no preparation. What are you passionate about? Psychology. Mar- the mind. Mind will be mortuary science. Mm-hmm. Life. Spirituality. Like, just like what I was saying about, like, everybody, like, the journey. We, none of us have all of it figured out. And I think sometimes we get so caught up on feeling like at a certain mm-hmm. age we should be at this place. And, and society is to blame for some of it. But I think if we had more raw and authentic conversations, like we all are working towards or challenged in some area. And we just, as a society, we tend to pick out those areas which like we emphasize like, oh, you should have this figured out. I'm not that, look, I'd be the first to say, I'm still, I'm going to be learning and growing and evolving until the day I leave this earth. And I'm okay with that. So. I would be to tell people that divorce is not death. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about it, talk about how it it helped me to find my purpose. Mm-hmm. So, my journey, being a living testimony, my faith, um, getting stronger. 
being anchored more in God and patience, having patience. Mm -hmm. All right. Love that. All right, let's get a little bit deeper. Mm. What qualities do you value most in a friend or romantic partner? Being God-fearing, a leader, honest, open-minded, and will and willing willingness to effectively communicate. Mine would definitely be loyalty slash honesty, effective communication, like being spiritually minded. Um, something that helps direct your moral compass, adventurous, um, outgoing to a certain extent, uh, no outgoing, let me just say outgoing cause outgoing and that's adventurous already. Mm-hmm. Spiritual. I would say, like, loving. I don't want somebody that's so uptight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't bring them around certain people because certain people going to be offended by how they present themselves because they don't know how to conduct themselves in certain settings. But I don't like somebody that's overly friendly either, so they got to have a balance there. <laughs> My, mine, would, also, I got to add, to be versatile. Mm-hmm. In what way? I'm going to say mentally, physically, emotionally. How they dress. Yeah, how they dress because... You know, if I'm going to a funeral director convention, that's where you see some of the best dressed people. I don't need you walking up in there with no jeans and a uh, button up. Mm-hmm. I need you to be sharp as a tag. I don't want to be nervous about what you're going to have on walking at the house when we got to go somewhere. Like, right. oh, Lord. You're not going to wear what you wear to a picnic mm-hmm. to the convention. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Agreed. That's fair. What do you think makes someone a good person? Like in a, from a morality perspective, their their credibility for one. Did I cut you off? Mm-hmm. Oh. And being an effective communicator. Like the one thing I can truly say about you is that I know you ponder sometimes on you know what when we need to communicate when we need to talk, but just you communicating with me on any and everything, that's a plus to me. Because I'm looking, I'm willing, I want to grow. Yeah. So if you're not telling me something, I'm thinking that I'm doing mm-hmm. A-okay. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just like that, like a plant. <clears throat> you put water in it, it grows. But if you put plant food in it, and I've seen this for my plants, you put plant food in it, that thing is just a thick, green, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say. Um, I agree. Uh, I would say somebody that is able to hold themselves accountable. Yeah. And the biggest lesson in that for me has been recently, it, it kind of piggybacks on the idea of effective communication. Um, I've had a few relationships where the ties have been severed due to the fact that we were not willing or one party was not willing to communicate. And I take accountability as it pertains to how I've shown up in the past because I was the person, you know, block queen. Like, you do something, I don't like, oh, block, next. Like, I ain't dealing with this. Now realizing how it feels to be on the receiving end of that, 
to like really not know like what did I do to offend this person or you know even in situations where you can identify maybe a way in which you could have offended them and you offer an apology or reconciliation and it's still like they aren't accepting of it or it's just like we can't move past it for whatever reason and it's something that's so small in the grand scheme of things. Um, so I, I'm now able to hold myself accountable in that space where, you know, people say, Oh, we don't owe people an explanation. Sometimes you do just offer the strength of, you know, even if we can't work out a difference amongst ourselves, at least now you have new information about how you showed up in this situation to then go on and learn from it and be a better person in another situation that, you know, may present itself in a similar way. So. I'm going to say forgiven too. Yeah. Forgiven. Because again, like Miss Edwina said, you know, we expect forgiveness. So why can't you Mm -hmm. give forgiveness? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sensing communication is a, a, a pretty big theme throughout this. So on that topic, what's, what's worse being told something honestly up front that confirms the insecurity that you already had about yourself or not being told anything and somebody just kind of dipping out and then kind of leaving you in that, like, what did I do? That, that one, the second, yep. Second choice. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because it leaves room for all type of speculations, Mm -hmm. assumptions. And then at the end of the day, you may not even be upset over what I'm thinking that you're upset about. And then what you're upset about may not have been my intention. Right. Yep. So. I think when we, I mean, I've had people tell me some things about myself. It was like, oh, like that hit me in the chest. But I had an appreciation for it because it then allowed for more conversations to be had on the topic. And at the end, everybody has a a, a better understanding about the other person because our life Um, events, the way we were raised, you know, it's so many things that play a part in just our moment to moment decisions. And I think that's a part of us all learning how to be effective in, you know, in terms of like community and respecting differences amongst one another. Like when you really understand the why behind what somebody, why somebody does something, you still may not agree, but you, you can understand. So you can understand a decision and, and still say, well, that's not the decision I would have made. But it still just gives you more of a, you know, something to work with and something to take along on your journey to help you understand, like, the people around you more. Uh, so at what point is it is it the expectation of the other person to give you that peace of mind and, and that honesty? Or should the expectation be on you to go after that person and get that answer from them? For me, it depends. It, For me, I'm the type that if you communicate with me, why you, well, I'm not even to communicate. I'm going to ask if I see a difference or if I see a difference in a person's activity and they, and they don't tell me. What was the question again? So basically like. I had the whole thing. Should it, should it be trying to think how to word this? Should the expectation always be placed on that person to give you that? that answer that you're looking for? Or at what point is it your responsibility to go after that person and get that answer from them? Well, I'm the type, once I see that you're moving differently, 
I will ask. And it's up to you whether or not you're going to respond back to me. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And I think I lose respect for people when they seem to wep. It feels like they are weaponizing the unknown, meaning I'm directly asking you a question. You have a clear understanding of what the question is, and you still choose to, like, give me, like, a question, uh, answer that leaves me in the gray area. But then you're also frustrated because I'm continuing to ask for clarification because I don't like to assume I've done that in the past and I still fall short sometimes in doing that. Um but when I ask someone a question directly, especially when it's something that can be explicit, explicitly explained as it pertains to our relationship, like the relationship that we have, and you just choose not to, you know, engage in giving me an answer, that's that's frustrating. Um, but I, I don't have a problem with, like, asking direct questions for clarity. Right, because we all have feelings, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't let them. You know, we all have feelings, but we shouldn't let them lead us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, because feelings, feelings are factual. Right. Yeah, feelings are end are what they call they're indicators, not dictators. I like that. I like that came from Elder Jackson. Huh. She preached it on Sunday. <laughs> hey. All right. This this is a fun topical one that we hear a lot. If he wanted to, he would. What are your thoughts? That's a true statement. If he wanted to, he would. Yes. Just like if I want an iced coffee from McDonald's, I'm going to go get it. If I want a pair of shoes, I'm going to go get it. If you want that that perfume, you're going to go get it, right? I think in a perfect world, like when we talk about how we just go through life saying stuff and we believe it to be true, like we say that, but then you talk about the iced coffee from McDonald's. There are other variables that could impact your ability to do so. Like, you could say, I want an iced coffee from McDonald's, but what if the coffee machine is down? What if you left your debit card at home and nobody else can, you know, go with you to get it? Or what if, dang, I got to go pick so-and-so up from... I, I think the general statement itself does not allow for other variables, and it also... It also dismisses the most important variable of this, the idea of time. Because mm. somebody could say, oh, I wish I could get this example. So, like, oh, this is, I wish I could, get, okay. Tell the story, just don't drop the name, right? Hey, he learned from <laughs> Everybody going to know who this is. So, I was engaged once. And, you know, we had been together for a, a lot of time before we got engaged and in that moment the biggest thing for me is well if you love me why you just don't propose to me like the ring shouldn't matter but for him because of how I see you and the role that you've played in my life the ring does matter for okay. me as a man so who's right in that situation you know what I mean like for me the proposal itself was the greatest express- expression of love at that time but for him yeah, I want to propose, but I also don't want to give you something that's not a true reflection of what I think you deserve. You know what I mean? What's your thought on that, Tim? Mm. I like that. Um, I, I think I think both schools of thought are right. Uh, just from a, on a basic level, yeah. I mean, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it, right? Uh, but you know, to, to your point, like, there's a lot of variables, especially when it comes to something like relationships. Yeah. Relationships between two people are, are entirely gray. There, There is no black and white. There, there's different upbringings. There's, like in the other example with the communication, 
you know, <laughs> did that guy grow up in a family where communication wasn't, you know, pushed and, and wasn't celebrated? Cultural difference. Exactly. I've had mm. an experience lower. Well, yeah, it's like maybe that guy just doesn't know how to say the thing he needs to say, right? Like it's, there, there's so many things to consider. That's why I was kind of going down that, that rabbit hole. Um, but no, I, I think you're both right. In, in your own way i don't i don't think there's a right answer to mm -hmm. that question but and it's like you said you know the variables and with me i'm learning to have patience mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. but tim how would you how would you deal with someone for example that like you said they did they're not great communicators but you are you like them how do you break those barriers? Do you try to break them? Do you just say no, leave it alone? What? I mean, I, I would want to set some level of expectation, right? Like, look, if for this to work, this is what I need in, in this. I need you to be able to talk to me and open up to me and tell me what you're thinking about um, in any conversation, whether we're talking about going to get dinner or talking about the, the inner workings of your mind, right? Like, I, I need that authenticity for that to work for me, or I'm, I'm probably just going to be out because if, that, if you're not willing to get into that with me, like you're not interesting at that point. So I'm going to just cut it off there and you know, it's nice. I agree. <laughs> nice and knowing. I had the same mindset, but then to take it a step further, then from the opposing side, they could say, I need you to have patience with me because communication is not easy. Culturally, we don't communicate about certain things as the man or as the, so like, it's so sticky on both ends because they're also you're asking them or telling them what you need in order to feel a certain way. But their pushback is also a reflection of where they're, you know, where, where their needs from. are. Yep. Like well, they've never had to communicate. It's so different. Yeah. And it just comes down to personal boundaries too. Right. I mean, that that's something I need. You, what you need is not what I can give you. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm. it's just not going to work. Like at some point we just need to call a spade a spade and, and say, look, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like your expectations of me, I can't meet and vice versa. So is there a time happen. frame? I don't, I don't think, I, I think it's just a gut feeling. I, I think, you know, right. I mean, just, just again, to keep it kind of like you said with the, with the question, like it can be as basic as that. Like I heard one on one podcast, somebody say, uh, if you, if you wake up next to somebody and don't want to beat them over the head with a frying pan, like it's probably still all right. Like mm -hmm. you, you, you can still make it through that. But if you wake up and that's your first thought, like, nah, it's probably time to that's go so ahead and true. cut that off. That is so true. <laughs> it's very well, basic. Well, for me, like I was the type I held, I didn't communicate like I communicate now. I just held everything in. Was it Was it an uncomfortable journey to learn to speak my boundaries, to learn to communicate, to effectively communicate? It was. It was very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But now... And talk, I think it talk, goes talk. back to effort as well. Like when yeah. you... It's like the benefit <clears throat> outweighing the risk. So I had a guy, he was like, Trees, this is my first time like having to communicate. And I can't remember what I asked him, but he was like, if this is the conversation that we have to have in this moment... To like give us the the green light to continue and what we're trying to build, like I'm willing to have it right now, even though it's not something I want to do. So I think it again, it goes back to like intention, and it, it you know it it's so many variables that it's hard to say like when somebody is not or is trying their best. You know what I mean in that situation. I do. <sighs> I think I think relationships are like, I mean, just an easy 
analogy is it's like getting a, like changing your oil, right? It's like like the first time if I if I was like, hey, go change your own oil right now, and you've never done it, the first time would be like, I don't know what the hell to do. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be hard, right? This is going to be a tough process, but. You get out there, you do it the first time, you realize, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. The second time you do it, it's easier and easier. Third time, fourth time. Now you're a pro at it, and you know exactly what to do to, to make the thing work, mm-hmm. right? Um, in, in the same way, relationships, the, the work you put into relationships are, are like an engine in a car, too. Like you, you can never change the oil in it, the oil being the conversation that needs to be had, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the car's going to break down, mm-hmm. right? It's not going to go for a, a while but if you get the thing maintenance then you know whether whether i mean we can go super deep on this whether you do it yourself or take it to a shop like a Dang, couple's therapist or whatever yeah. right like you get somebody else involved to help you understand what's wrong with the car um yeah that that's that maintenance and that you know constantly working on it is what's going to make it go three hundred thousand mm-hmm. miles right that's that's just how i see it in my head but mm. that's so true that's wild stuff, man. That is <laughs> deep. Making me think. The think about like the most fundamental relationship. Like if you believe in God, like you have to be willing to communicate with something you can't see, you can't like it's Touch. like yes. So you, you have, have to, to get comfortable with that relationship and communicating to this this person, this thing, this idea, this spirit that you you never really have physical confirmation exists. So is that but the that, first relationship we create? So. We create because look, at, I think when I really like took my relationship with God seriously, that's when I started seeing myself. That's when I started like when people would tell me stuff, I wouldn't automatically go into defense mode. It was like, okay, I'm gonna take it. It might not feel good, but then I would say like, you know, it, it came from or I had a better understanding of it being like these people care enough about you to tell you about yourself instead of automatically going into defense mode. But that only came. When, like, I had a relationship with God. Like, I started taking my relationship with God seriously. So, Well, once I began taking taking my relationship serious with God, I stopped praying for a man. Mm. I did. I haven't done that in quite a while either. How you say hello? <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> but I'm going to pick it back up. <laughs> there you go. How much time y'all got? What time you got to get out? Mm. So I got... Two more questions. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's do. What is, or would would you be happy spending the rest of your life in the situation you're in now? No. Yeah. No. Why not? I do not want to be single for the rest of my life. I desire a loving. Trials and tribulation relationship, but at the end of the day, we're going to come out to agree to disagree and love on each other, and we're not going to step out. I'm claiming it, Lord. I think for me, just thinking about my life in its totality right now, like, I'm so grateful for, like, the progress that I've made, but I feel like if I stop here, I will never really, like, I will be doing myself and whoever is meant to benefit from, like, my continued transparency and just watching my journey, I'll be doing, like, all of us a disservice. So, you know, I I definitely know this is only like the tip of the iceberg. And if I stopped here, I would, it's a part of me that I would always wonder, like, what else was there? Did I just, you know, kind of let it fall to the wayside? Yeah, that's and we should say it too, because I ain't meant to die alone. <clears throat> I'm yeah. not going to die alone. Mm-mm. I feel that. 
All right, last one. This is just kind of a fun one that um, me and Zach were talking about one day, but there, there's there's a few different answers to it, and I, I think I can peg y'all for what you're gonna say to this. Um, but if I gave, if I said, all right, next weekend, y'all gotta fly a plane. There's no no way around it. We we gotta get from point A to point B, and y'all gotta drive. What do you say to that? Tim, stop playing. <laughs> No, but uh, oh, wait, can you tell me the backstory? What's the significance no, of this question? There's no backstory. That's just how did y'all come up with this? It just, I'll tell you, I'll tell you after, okay. But you just tell me your gut reaction to all right, you, you got to fly a plane, and there's no way around it. There's no way around it. I couldn't hire somebody to do it. Nope. I to, to carefully speak for both of us, I say that no, just individual, uh, yeah, individual, yep. I want to know what each one of y'all would say to that individually. I would have some anxiety about it, but ultimately I would go into the mode that I like. I always fall back into this mode. Like, what is this meant to teach me? Like, what is the bigger purpose or reason for this? Um, and then I would start preparing. I would start I, talk some. I would immediately learn, get on Google University or go to my resources that I have, my small business rep. He's a pilot. He mm. teaches. What is it, aviation? Mm-hmm. And he, he has his own plane. Mm. So I would seek my resources about what that you I know have. about who you who know. Who you know. And what you know is who you know. Yes. When my deal... Help him in, the, in your earbuds. All right, this is how we going to do this thing. When my deal yeah, go through, he's going to... TikTok. I get to ride. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that went deeper than I thought. I, I guess the question is, could, could you do it? If I was just like, could you do it? I'm just on the street. I see you. I'm like, could you do this Saturday? Yes. Okay. And I would say because of the resources, because of who right. I know. Okay. Yes. I think anything that's bought to me is bought to me for a reason and it's meant for me to take on. So I would get it done. I'm not saying I would feel confident in it, right. confident in it. But if it's being asked of me somewhere in me, I would be like, okay, this is, it's meant for me to do this. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I thought that would go. So, because so there's really only four answers. There, there might be more, but there's only four I can think of. And one is, yeah, I got it. Right. It's, it's confidence. It's like, uh, I, I've done so much in my life. I, I got that. No problem. Then, so that that's one answer. The second one is I would try, you know, I'd give it my best shot. Third answer is kind of, it's like the no, like there's no way. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and each one of these answers kind of says a lot about you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so th think about like from a job interview perspective, if I'm asking that question, if you answer the one or two, like, okay, great. Like you're, whatever I ask you to do, you're, you're going to get in here and get it done or at least try to get it done. Give me your best effort. Third person, eh, you know, I don't really want them to work for me because they're going to be scared by something they don't, they're, mm -hmm. I don't, they don't know what to do. Yeah. The fourth one is the analytical one. And this is kind of the direction you started to go. And that's what I was, what I was expecting is, whoa, whoa, whoa what kind of plane is it is it a small yeah. one, a big one? You know, do I have time to study? What's yeah. the backstory? That was your question. Like that's kind of where I figured you would go mm -hmm. with it from your previous answer to a different question. <laughs> um, and I and I figured you, you just hit me with the yeah, like done. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now I'm not gonna guarantee it's gonna be a smooth ride. Oh, yeah, nah. but it might be like soul playing. We got some turbulence. <laughs> that's not that. Made it. Hey, made it tell a story. All the carts in the middle of the floor the, hey. with them things that fall with down. Some good music uh, on. No, I, didn't, I didn't say we get there safely. That's us. <laughs> Alcohol and melatonin, y'all go night-night, <laughs> hey. wake y'all up when we get there. Uh, but no, it's just a, it's a fun, like, psychological question. Mm -hmm. you know? it's, just, it's fun to, like, kind of get in people's heads and 
you know, see where their insecurity versus confidence yeah. and all that good stuff. But no, that's all I got, y'all. When I'm learning, yes. I feel sexy. So I would be on. <laughs> what lies behind you? <laughs> mm. Thank you. All right. So where would you place the hyphen in the conversation today? Mm, you hit me with a one, two. I don't know what to do. Um, I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, You may not like the season that you're in, but thank God that he's keeping you whole. Mm-hmm. I think I would say we were made for a time like this. What is it? Look at me trying to be all. We were made for a time. It's like whatever the thing is. Meaning I feel like our transparency, it kind of helps people relax their shoulders. Like who? Because for whatever reason, I think people do see us. Like they see where we are now and they forget about the people we were back then. Or maybe we weren't as open, you know, in terms of who we were back then. But I think when we express ourselves and say, look, we ain't got it all together. We still figuring it out. We still but we're confident this. in that. Like, you know, because we don't have everything figured out, it doesn't make me feel like less than or like I'm behind or, I mean, you have your moments in feeling like that. But all in all, I understand, like, we can't all, we can't all like be at the same place in life. It'll be no fun in that. It'll be no need for one another. It'll be no need for spirituality and God. And so I would say, like, we were made for this. Like, our transparency, you know, we might not ever know somebody that watched it, but I truly believe that when people watch us, they can, like, rest on the fact that, like, you okay. Wherever you are right now is okay as long as you continue to be progressive in it and, you know, you're 1% every day. Five years ago, I looked like the Tales from the Crip. People wouldn't Tales from the Crip. You remember that? Down and out. Yes. I was so embarrassed. I wouldn't come out the house. I was so embarrassed Shoot. about where I was. Now, whatever. Y'all. Embarrassed I was in a relationship. It. I made it. And I was so embarrassed. Well, I was embarrassed because a man left me. But it's okay. It happens. And it is okay. It helped me to find my purpose. To find me. Yes. To understand me. So we are where we're supposed to be. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate Where would you bro. all fit the height? Sam, what about you? I say uh, communication, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I talk about that a lot with a lot of people, and, and you know, it, it gets brought up here a lot, and yeah, it's just, it's just something that I think is uh, super important, just Absolutely. communication and authenticity in, in relationships, whether it's just meeting somebody or, you know, somebody that you've known for a long time. Um, yeah, that's just, that historically proves to work better <laughs> in, in yeah. human relationships if you're just honest with people like, yes. do the right thing maybe you know um so yeah that's where i would put it and i want to say one more thing like whenever you live in your truth it doesn't mean that everybody is going to be accepting of that truth like you might have people that when you talk about your feelings, oh my god you feel like that. those not your people right. they're not there yet they don't understand the beauty and vulnerability and the growth that happens in those spaces. So just because you live in your truth and you express something that, you know, means something to you or something that you struggle with, just because somebody isn't receptive of it does not mean that your people still aren't out there. It doesn't mean that you were wrong in expressing it. It just means that that person does not yet understand the value in you being open to express yourself. So So continue to be that motivational force. Your weaknesses is someone else's strength. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Yep. I'm a living testimony. Same girl. 
Yeah. So, alrighty, another episode down. We love y'all. We appreciate the support, and we will see y'all in our next episode. Go check out the merch store. Mm-hmm. We need all Happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you.